Forty chat with boobs and two Games at home and away Story stats and history About football in Australia Alright, welcome to Kick to Kickers Backwards and Going Forwards Charlie, you and I are on Zoom today We are, we are, we are We're not together in person But we're together in spirit, Tim Always, Always. together in spirit Always I had, a, I had a good time in spirit with you in Europe <laughs> <laughs> I bet yeah, all right. Before we get into the finals at all, Charlie, I just want to quickly mention we got an email from one of our listeners, Dale Kerr, who was uh thought we'd stolen his his email started, you know, I'm distressed upon hearing your your uh, episode because I thought you'd stolen broken into my computer and stolen my ideas for the fixture. Dale had some very similar ideas to us. Not your crazy thirteenth plays night for a swat in the finals, Charlie, but don't be just so disparaging. The, the proof will be in the pudding. In 20 years, when my yeah. system, when the Cooper system comes into play. <laughs> the Cooper, Cooper final system, crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he was. Uh, he actually pointed out to us that the Scottish Premier League have a very similar system that you were discussing, You know, the, the split yeah. between having each team play each other once and then splitting it into those three brackets. And in, in that system, apparently, once you're in that group, you can't get out of it. Even if you lose all the next five, you're still in that top. top. I think that I think that's the key to this, right? You just got to yeah. have that. I reckon the thing that the thing that European football has over us is that it's not as hard on the body, so they play a lot more games than we do. And in that system, they're they're talking about playing basically. They work it out so hopefully every team plays every other team twice at home and twice away throughout the season. Now we just it's impossible for us to do that. But yeah. Um yeah. And no, no and it, no finals. Yeah. It's all true. just like top of the table wins, right? So Yeah, for for the main league, and then they've got all those like different cups they play for, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, thank you, Dale. He's even given us suggestions for 18, 19, and 20 team combinations of how it would work. So I, I love his thinking. Yeah, thank you very great. Much for that. Good to have another man on board. It is. Um, <laughs> Charlie, before we get into the games, a few things I want to go through. So firstly, most attended most attended first week of finals ever. We had 289,147 people through the gates. Huge. That's uh, that's up on the 2018 record. And this is the 11, we've had the 11 games now that have had a crowd of more than 80,000 this year. 11 games with a crowd of more than 80. Okay. So yeah, still- on. That's three on this week. Is that three this weekend? Was was the Saints game was, over eighty? No, it was seventy six. It was close. Okay. Okay. Um, wow. Six, sorry, sixty eight thousand. So yeah, definitely Still up there. Very so, good crowd for for a Saints GWS game. Yeah, and and we'll get at least three more above eighty thousand. So it's going to well, smash the record. Well, we we know that Friday night's going to be because it's sold out again within about forty minutes. And then Collingwood, whoever they play. Collingwood will pack that out and then the grand final. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, the other thing was announced that Kiss is playing the grand final. Thoughts on this, Charlie? That is great. You reckon? It, 100%. It fits beautifully. As long as it's uh, as long as they've still got it and it's not a meatloaf debacle. Well, um, here's the thing, Charlie. Meatloaf, he was 63 when he played the grand final. Yeah. Gene, Simmons, Gene Simmons is 74. Paul Stanley 71. Kiss of it. This is Kiss's fiftieth year playing. Amazing. Now nah, I'm all about it. Nervous. It yeah. feels it feels right for the for the AFL to have someone like Kiss. I really, I'm all yeah. It's a big spectacle. They'll they'll thrive on the main stage. I love it. Yeah. Well, they are used to playing big arenas, so it'll be interesting to see how they go. I'm, I'm like, nervous. 
everyone will get like everyone knows Kiss songs. Everyone's going to get around Kiss. Yeah. Do they? Do the do the kids know Kiss? Are they on the TikToks and stuff? They, they better learn them. Are there memes? There's probably memes. Okay, I'm nervous. I they should <laughs> they should just be going for Australian bands. Save the money, yeah. build the build the Australian stuff. Stop trying to be like America. Yeah. Who who could you get? Who would you you say then? Um, I don't know. Someone like do it, the mix of what they were doing, like a, a classic Aussie band and a and an up and coming one. I'd go like King Stingray and like I don't know. Bart, John Farnham can't be John Farnham. He's still having those health issues, but you know, something like someone like something that. like that. Well, like, what about like a, what like a, what about like a crowded house or something? I know they're well. They tried to get cra- the they pond. had crowded house. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I'd go old and new, old and new Australian. Um, uh, let's get to the first game, Charlie. You were there on Thursday night. I was. I was a massive crowd. Disappointing result for me as a Melbourne supporter, but I thought the energy and the yeah just the 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 excitement like it it felt huge the spectacle felt massive and it felt really it felt like a good game watching it there i know you were saying that the second and third quarters felt pretty uh you know, oh yeah, pretty watching stagnant. It, watching it i never thought melbourne were going to come back and win collingwood kind of always seemed in control and so it kind of astounded few, me that when I when I read that in that last quarter, Collingwood only had four four fifty yeah. entries for the whole quarter. Look, there were a few there were a few moments throughout, like in probably apart from the first quarter where Collingwood absolutely had our measure. There are mo- moments in every quarter where I was like, "We can absolutely do this," and then we just couldn't couldn't kick the goals, couldn't put the same put the same old on issues the, on the scoreboard. Yeah. Same old issues for for Melbourne. There's no forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been a problem for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so, look, everyone's been talking about that, but that's okay. We've got another chance this Friday against the Blues. You do, and we'll get to that. Um, this was the 18th time Scott Pendlebury has played in front of a crowd of 90,000 people or more. Wow. He moved ahead of, now one ahead of Kevin Barlett, who'd done it 17 times. Still side bottoms done it 16 times. Huge. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, other things we have, we also have um, we have Tom Mitchell playing finals for three different clubs now, Sydney, Hawthorne, and now Collingwood. Oh, yeah. He joins a, uh, a list of other players. So here's a list of players who have done that. Mick Grace, Craig Davis, Alan Davis, Dennis Collins, Jeff Raines, Glenn Coleman, Bernard Tui, Martin Pike, Stephen Powell, Byron Pickett, Brent Guerra, Scott Welsh, Darren Jolly, Barry Hall, Paddy Ryder, Sean Higgins. Wow. Interesting little... Not uh, Tom Hickey? He hasn't played finals for three different... Uh, I don't think so. No, okay. He yeah. definitely would have... Been at the clubs when they played one finals. Yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah man, there's a few man, people I thought should have been on that list. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess we can't go past this game without talking about the Brainard, the Brandon Maynard and Brayshaw incident. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all over the papers, right? We are I'm recording sick of it. this I'm... as of as of a Tuesday evening. Monday. So the result. Monday evening. Will, sorry, Monday evening. So we will find out the result tomorrow on yeah on Tuesday. We'll find out a um, result. It'll. It, we're going to hear. It won't stop until Collingwood play the next game. No, because no matter what, 
Well, I mean, unless they get exactly what they want, they'll go to an appeal, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, look, there's been lots of differing opinions on it. Tell you what, the, uh, the energy when that happened at the D was absolutely insane. I can't believe the Collingwood supporters, like, their reaction and those like we got a lot of good Collingwood supporters that we work with, but the ones yes. who were chanting Collingwood and and booing Viney for standing up for his mate, I just I can't understand it because from uh, what I heard, Brayshaw was unconscious for about a minute, and yeah. his life like his football career is in jeopardy. His life was, you know, in in danger as well with all he's gone through. So it, it baffles me. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. There was, yeah, you can imagine, you can imagine what I was like in the crowd when I started hearing. Oh, I can imagine. Stuff. You would have been, it would have been fun to be around. I'll no. tell you. But, um, look, I think, I think, you know, it is generally, and I'm speaking in generalizations. Yeah. Uh, Collingwood supporters are extremely one eyed, right? And so, the typical the ones, yes. Throughout the rest of the game, whenever Maynard came on, the cheers that went around the the ground were huge, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think it was because he was getting booed by all the Melbourne supporters. So they were getting yeah. they were just like being like, No, he's one of ours. We're yeah. getting around him. I look, it's it's pretty it, it was pretty ugly on yeah. yeah. Because and I feel I feel it's it's a hard one because I don't think there's any doubt that it was not in an intentional incident. He didn't mean to do what he did. No, of course right? not. It's, no, it's not the eighties. No, it's going to be a question of whether it was um, duty of care and all that. Yeah, whether whether it was careless conduct, right? That's going to be the main thing. Yeah. And and Looking it's, at looking at different angles, I it could easily go either way. It's going to be because so he, interesting because the AFL has been so adamant about protecting the head, and you know there's mm. that doc, that that thing yesterday on was it Channel Seven or Channel Nine about John Platten and when he was concussed, yeah. and yeah, like, they're so protective of it at the moment that I, I it's going to it's a real test for them. Yeah, and I mean we're obviously absolute armchair experts, but looking at the looking at the footage, he was in he was in the air. Trying to trying to um, smother the kick, he had absolutely no opportunity to change direction. Yeah, but he also really braced for a hit. Yeah. So could he have could he have come down on Brayshaw in a way that would have caused less injury? Probably, mm. absolutely. Like yeah. that's. But can you hold it against a guy who's going that fast? He, he wouldn't have meant to do that. He would have just been trying to protect himself. So it's, it's so it could go either way. But if he, he plays on the edge, if yeah, he does. But if he gets pinged, if they say it was careless conduct, then it has to be three weeks. It oh yeah, it, it's ne- it's not going to be one week. It'll be nothing, or probably three or four. Yeah, well, it, it, because it was high contact and and a severe, and severe. Yeah. So, if the the only grading that matters is is was it careless or was it um like a yeah was it part of the part of the play yeah basically and so My- if they come down on 
one side or the other. He'll he'll either get off with nothing or go or get three weeks. Yeah, and my my prediction is he'll probably get three or four weeks, and they'll challenge and they'll challenge. And if they get the same um, the same lawyer, Paddy Cripps, Scott, he'll probably get off, and he'll probably win the Norm Smith. <laughs> I've already tried to put uh, money on into the Norm Smith, and that betting's not there we'll yet. See. Look, my my only hope is that uh, because uh, reading reading things as that are saying Brayshaw um is still feeling feeling it quite badly. Yeah. Um, the my my hope is that if if we can continue to get through and get get through to the granny that he'll be able to play. But or we'll yeah, or can you be inspired by him and do it for him now? Yeah. Mm. But anyway, that was that was the that was the big news out of Thursday night for sure. Absolutely. Well, the big news was. Is, was that and also how do we how do we kick goals? Yeah. Um <laughs> quick question for you. Who is the best Collingwood recruit from the off season? Because I would put the uh I would put it to you that Oleg Markov is their best recruit, him or Bobby Hill? Look, yeah, I would say Bobby Hill. Yeah, Markov, like they got him in the February supplementary list thing. Yeah. Like one of the last players, they got McStay and they're paying him a ton of money, Billy Frown and Tom Mitchell. But Markov and Hill are easily the best two that they got from this year. When you think of output as compared to, you know, dollars on them, You'd, yep. you'd imagine that those two are definitely right up there. Yeah, yeah. Bobby, I mean Bobby Hill. Bobby Hill was very dangerous. Yeah, he's probably he plays like he want Cosy to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and exactly. I feel like he can play, but he has too many patches where he doesn't. I know well, recently, but yeah, yeah. So it was it was a huge game, and what was it 90, 93? No, 90, 94? Just, just oh yeah, it was just under ninety three or just under ninety four. It was. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. But I'll tell you what, if it if it hadn't bucketed down, I reckon we would have been closer to closer to a hundred. It was ninety two thousand six hundred thirty six. I reckon. I reckon we could have easily been over ninety five if we hadn't had that that weather come through. Those soft four thousand people. Yeah, exactly. I reckon yeah, that could have soft. kept a few away. No, so right, let's move a few a few seats around me on level four that were empty. Okay, a few. Yeah, not let's many. Move to, but uh, a couple. Friday night, another big turnout. Only four hundred less people, I think. A huge turnout for Carlton and Sydney, and another very close, very tight game. It was. Um, one team just could not kick straight. It is. Um, just before we talk too much about it, most games played for Carlton before playing a final. We had the top three playing this weekend. We had Patrick Cripps, 180 games before his first final. Jacob Wiedering, 150. Sorry, Patty Cripps, 180. Wiedering, 155. Doherty, 150. There you go. And they're all three of them are most games. Yeah, for Carlton. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Carlton are used to finals. You know that, Charlie. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. not recently, but yes. Yeah. Patty Cripps, I think, was recruited like – a month after their last finals campaign in 2013. God. Yeah. So a bit like Nathan Jones when he arrived at Melbourne. I know. You know, he played he played in finals in his first year and then, and then yeah. for a while. Yeah. Oh, six. So Friday night so Friday night was Carlton's first ever Friday night win. They've won 131 finals on a Saturday, eight on a Sunday, and now one on a Friday. <laughs> 
We got the biggest gap in days between an AFL coach's first and second finals wins. Michael Voss, 5,116 days. Well, okay, yeah, between his first one with Brisbane and his and then Most this recent, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still in that time, Essendon haven't won a final. <laughs> no. uh, and here's an incredible, incredible one for you, Charlie. The Swans have not beat the Blues at the MCG since 1918. No. Yep. But do you want to have a guess how many times they've played at the MCG since then? Okay. Well, not a not a lot in those early days because Carlton were playing at Princess Park and Sydney were playing either at uh, Lakeside, Oval or uh, Sydney. Yep. Um, okay. Four, 15. Four. Four. Yeah, so they played four times now since that game. So that's why, like that. That sounds really impressive, but when you say it's been four times, it's ridiculous. Nineteen eighty-one nine, since nineteen eighteen. Nineteen eighty-one, nineteen eighty-six, two thousand seventeen, two thousand twenty-three. How? Because well, like you said, they played at those different grounds, and Sydney or South Melbourne went through a long period of not playing finals. When they did play in yeah. that final in 45, the bloodbath, that was because of the war they played that at Princess Park. That's right. Yeah. But so, but I would have assumed more, like there would have, they would have played more games since then at the G since Carlton now play at the G. Carlton, Carlton played those grand, those games that he had at Marvel. That's true. But yeah, it's an yeah. unimpressive stat when you hear that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a very impressive stat. When you say we Sydney haven't beaten Carlton in 105 years at the MCG, um, at the MCG, yeah. The other thing is their last finals win was against the Tigers on September 8th, and this game was on September 8th as well. Mm, okay. Yes. Um, anything else for you from that game? Um, not not nothing apart from obviously that's now Tom Hickey's final game of football. He's retiring after that. Yep, Harry Mackay's um, out. He concussed himself and missed some very easy goals as well. Yeah, and Jack Martin obviously uh, cop two weeks. Yep. So, a couple of big outs for 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 those guys, and a couple of big outs for the D's, um, for this coming week, this yeah. coming Friday night. Cool. All right, Saturday. Saints after those Knights. first, after those first two nights, really thought it was going to be a, a weekend of very, very close games. But uh, I know, the, and as, these... as an S, as an Essendon supporter, like having Carlton and Collingwood both win, really no. disappoints me. Set you off on a bad, yeah, on a bad start. But yeah. um, you you went to this first game, Timmy. This included yeah. a GWS game, didn't you? I did. Um, good atmosphere as well. I mean. The biggest crowd for a St Kilda GWS game before this was 21,160. This one got 68,465. So well done, St Kilda fans, for getting along. And, and like, the- and it's a credit to GWS because of the footy they're playing as well. Like, Oh, yeah. absolutely. And there was pockets of GWS fans. And, and we stayed we stayed after the game, the game and watched the Giants kind of go around to their fans and come off. And like, they're a real club. I mean, yeah. I know they were manufactured by an AFL to be put into Western Sydney, but they have the heart and soul, and they've got loyal fans, and you know they, they're a real, they're a real club. Absolutely, and they have a loyal band of supporters, and they were really pumped up. And I was, you know, I, I enjoy watching the G- Giants. To be honest, I think both teams are winners here anyway. Both have new coaches, 
both probably weren't expected to make finals. So just being in the finals is a win for them. And then, 100%. yeah, the Giants going through. I mean, that's a, a bonus bonus. But a little bit like Collingwood last year, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise. They've got a lot of players with experience in big games and finals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So they're, they're, they're up to uh, play Port, well, across to play Port Adelaide next next week now. Yeah. Um, I because must also point out, team. the Saints mm-hmm. had a collar. The Saints had a collar on their jumper. Oh. So I've got a wacky idea for you. Why, why couldn't St Kilda or a, a club have like a finals only jumper? And when they play finals, they have like St Kilda have their collar on their jumper, or like you have a finals only jumper that you bring out for a special finals occasion. jumper. I like that. Mm. I don't know what it would look uh, like, but yeah, that no. was just my thought. I um, like that a lot. The Giants are one of the sites. So the Giants have played in six finals campaigns now, and they have won at least one game in those finals campaigns. The only other in team every time. First, yep. Hawthorne also did this when they were in their first six final series. There you go. Yep. Um, the Giants have now won at 11 different venues this season. Giant Stadium, Norwood Oval, SCG, Cardinia, Bell Reeve, Alice Springs, Adelaide Oval, Canberra, Ballarat, Docklands, and now the MCG. My God. Most clubs wouldn't have even played at 11. No, Collingwood have probably never played at any half of those. Um <laughs> And they've had four players who have played in all those. They had Lockie Ash, Jack Buckley, Toby Green, and Connor Iden. Um, Nick Haynes has played in all 14, or been named in all 14 of the Giants games. Um, and the 19th player overall to feature in all the clubs, all of a VFL club's first 14 games. Oh, wow. Um, and just during the game, GWS, the first side all season to kick seven unanswered goals against St Kilda, who are usually pretty miserly with their defense, but. Giants kicked over 100. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just got over that line. Yep. Um, and so that takes us to the final game of the round, uh, Brisbane-Port Adelaide up at the Gabba on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. well, you have to go all the way back to 2014 for the last time Port Adelaide played a final outside of Adelaide. There you go. Because most of their finals, they've finished on top or they've booked in a, on top an that, Adelaide yeah. Oval. So, so yeah. how, how far back? Sorry, say that again. Um, 2014. So okay. it's like 10 seasons since then. Yep. Yep. Um, these two teams played in round one. So it's a gap of 180, 175 days. It's a little bit short of Geelong and Sydney's record from last year where it was 183 game, days between the times they'd played. Um, Jasper Fletcher kicked three goals. He's now taken the mantle of second most goals in AFL finals by anyone named Fletcher. Uh, his father, a- Adrian Fletcher, kicked two. He's chasing down Dustin Fletcher, who has five. Okay. Yeah. Um, Port Adelaide conceded 13 goals, two from stoppages in the game. They're most since 2012. Wow. Mm. What do we put that down to, do you reckon? Uh, injuries, probably, mostly. Yeah. Poor defence. Brisbane were just very, very good. Um, and the other thing I want to get your thoughts on, Charlie, music after goals. A lot of, I really a lot of, like that. Yeah, I do too. A lot of people don't, a lot of traditionalists. Um, yeah. I really like it for the Gabba. How would you feel if it was the MCG? I don't know if I'd love it. Not me either. I think I like that it's a Brisbane-only thing. I think Adelaide might do it as well. Yeah. But listening to, yeah. listening to them sing Country Roads, when every time Charlie Cameron kicked a goal in that third quarter was really magical. 
cool. Like it's a it's a cool little thing of being like that player has chosen this song and wants you know wants this for their goal song. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, no, I I, I like it. And it, it is like a it's another little thing, as you said. Like I don't know if it would work as well at the G because it's not a single club home ground. I don't yeah. think it has the same feel to it. Yeah, I don't know. And I thought, like, I I know we've 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 talked a bit about you know, um, the fact that you know you you go to an NFL game or an NBA game and and there's so much going on around the game, um, and the AFL are obviously trying to bring in bits and pieces of that, uh, and that's obviously one part of it. I think yeah. you know, it's not like it's not like we have a sport that needs a lot of that because it's just go 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 the whole time. Like, there's not really. We don't have long stoppages and things like that, no. so it's not it's not something that's going to make or break the game. But little no. little bits like that are fun. I no, reckon. and I like that it's a Brisbane like and doesn't have to be every every stadium. Just one's fine. Yeah, absolutely, part of the experience. Um, all right, let's look ahead to the finals that are coming up. Then Charlie. Now, quite often we yes. get seduced into thinking the winner of the lower rounds is going to you know come up and strong against the the loser from the qualifying games but quite it's usually the qualifying the team that's lost wins and is able to back it yes. up prove yep, their mental yep, yep. absolutely absolutely um, so melbourne carlton melbourne carlton friday night and then uh um gws port is that saturday night or is it yeah saturday night oh saturday yes. yeah saturday night i think um so yeah, yeah. With the Carlton Melbourne one Friday, I know Carlton billionaire Anthony Pratt suggested that uh, Ron Barassi should have a bit of a celebration and be driven around the G pre-game. Love this. Sounds a bit Ted Whitten like to me. Yeah, so well, couldn't be bad. No, not maybe not in that form, but I love the idea of it being of having some sort of celebration for Barass. You know, Melbourne Carlton, Carlton final mm. when what he 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 played in. He had ten premierships between the two clubs. No, uh, he had, he won two at Carlton, two at Carlton, sixty-eight and seventy. Yeah, two at Carlton, two at Carlton, eight. Yeah. So and then, and then he two was at involved North. in six. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so ten altogether. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So maybe he should do a lap between a North Melbourne Sydney game next year as well. Yeah, because he had pretty big influences on those two clubs. Um, yeah, so he's eighty-seven. So he's he's getting on. So we need mm. to make celebrating while we can. Absolutely. Um, now, D's Carlton finals read a little bit like the Collingwood D's finals I described last week. Mm, um, well, great. That works <laughs> well for us. They, they've played in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, seven finals since 1936, and the D's have won all but one of them. Okay. 1962, they lost by two points, but the most recent one was 2000. They won by nine. So they have a pretty good record over them. Um, does Grundy come back in? Look, it's very it's very hard. I think there's going to be a lot of tinker, especially with Van Ruyen out out for a week. Um, for that that elbow. Um, there's definitely some tweak some tweaking to be done to that forward forward line. So I'll be very interested to see what what the changes are. And honestly, I, I we've got to we've got to do something. I you know I don't care if it's crazy or whatever. Some, something's not working. We got to we got to tweak things and and have a have a crack. Yeah. So yep. we, we will see. Um, and then so I, I think that 
I think the D's will win this. I think they'll show their mantle. Carlton will challenge for a bit, but I, I generally think the D's will be able to overcome. They'll be a bit I angry. I very much hope week. so. The <laughs> the la- I mean that that last game where we we lost by four points to them. What was that round twenty three? Yeah. Um, has me worries me a bit, but without without Mackay up front and and stuff as well. That well, he wasn't there for that game, was he? No, he wasn't. So. <laughs> Look, it'll be, yeah, be interesting. We went out in straight sets last year. I'm mm. bracing myself for that disappointment, but I am, uh, I would be, I think it would be a real disappointment for the way we've played most of the year for that to happen again. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I think, I think we can win, but I'm being cautiously pessimistic because <laughs> I don't want to feel awful. Yeah, fair enough. And then Saturday at Adelaide Oval, put Adelaide. GWS. I think of the two games, I can see GWS upsetting Port perhaps with their injuries. I agree. I, agree. I think if, if if you were looking for an upset, I think that's probably the more likely place to look because the Giants looked fantastic and Port yep. didn't. And I don't know whether that was because of the crowd at the Gabba. Like that is a huge, yeah. Um, that is a that is a huge advantage. And Port and Port Adelaide is the same with their supporters. Yeah. But I think GWS are quite used to playing against um, hostile crowds. So. And winning, and they're able to win anywhere, it's been proven, so yeah. that doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. Adam Kingsley, obviously, playing in a premiership with Port Adelaide, so he's back there. Yeah. Um, so, and I noticed apparently just uh, Jason Horn Francis's mum got into a bit of a, a Twitter banter with some fans online after he had a pretty quietish game. Yeah. Oh, really? Love yeah. that. Yeah. Mum coming in. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's very interesting. I think, um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. This is when it starts getting really antsy, isn't it? Because it's only two games a weekend now, so you've got, got like all the focus is right there. And you're right; I don't think no matter what happens tomorrow with that with the Maynard stuff, I think it's still going to be all over the papers for the rest of the week. Oh, and, and to next week on, onwards. Yeah, because um, Toby Bedford's case took two weeks and he eventually got off, so it'll be like that. Yeah. And uh, great to see him doing well, you know. Oh, he, was, he did very well. Yeah. So, um, no, very interesting. Big weekend ahead, Timmy. Love finals. Love finals. Nice. Yeah, me too. It's a very good uh, feeling in the air, walking from Richmond. I was trying, I was, I was trying to be positive on Friday, on Thursday night, leaving the G, being like, well, at least it's just another game of finals footy that I get to see the Ds play. <laughs> nice. Now, uh, we're running out of time here, so we might – I know we, we've done a few reviews of teams that didn't make the finals. We might save those for next week. I think so. I think um, so. Got plenty geez. of time. Few things I want to mention. Firstly, I went to AFLW yesterday at Windy Hill. It was excellent going back to Windy Hill and feeling like an old supporter and walking up from the station with all the fans and getting to enjoy that. That was very enjoyable. Yep. Great. Um, I, I told you last week I was going to give you an idea for fixing state of origin. So I quickly want to give you that. Yep. Okay. All right. Here's what we do we, we get rid of the Commonwealth Games. And in place of that, we have like a state versus state carnival. Okay. And as part of that, we have Australian rules as a sport. So we can have that as part of this big carnival to celebrate Australian sport and get our qualifiers for the Olympics in two years' time. So we decide that we don't want to be part of the Commonwealth Games No, they anymore. just scrap it because no one wants it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's too expensive to host. Mm-hmm. We do mm-hmm. our own. And so, 
and so it become it becomes just a sport in yep. a Australia wide interstate games. Yep. So you have the national games, and you have them in say Canberra, and then all the sorts athletes are there playing all the sports they need to to qualify, but they're representing their state. Um, and as part of that, we have Australian rules as one of the sports. You could have rugby league, you could have basketball and netball and all that. Why, why limit it to Canberra? I reckon you could host this. Every sport could be all over the country. You could just oh, okay. spread it, spread it far and wide. Okay, sure, love it. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm around this. <laughs> That's, it's a bit of an out of the box one because it's not just Australian rules we're, we're enjoying there. It's different sports as well. No, but it, but it, it actually makes it important again because you, yeah. you get trying to win a gold medal. And imagine it's not just. Aussie rules, you're you're barracking for Victoria, like you got your basketball. So that patriot, the 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 pride you'd yeah. feel for your states, like intensified because of all the sports there. Yeah, peak. Yeah, patriotism, even mm-hmm. on a smaller bit. Yeah, love it. Yeah, love that. I get yeah. around that, and it's only every four years, so it's special. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I've got to I've got to come back to another stat. Speak because we we love a stat, a history stat. Yeah, what do you uh, got? AFLW. AFLW, first yep. team, first team to notch up fifty wins. Yeah, I saw that. These, yeah, love that. Absolutely, and their scores were huge this week as well. Comparatively, yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. It's great. You, I just love, love. I haven't, I haven't been watching enough of it. I'm gonna, be, you, I'm gonna be honest. But what I, what I do watch, I'm just loving how it just seems to be just gaining momentum at a, at a huge rate, which is you fantastic. Still you still haven't been to a game though, have you? I no, I have. I've been to. I I haven't been in a while, but I have been to one. Yeah. Okay. All right. It was a while ago. Sure. Sure. It was. Doors. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So no, oh, I, no, I'm I'm pumped. Yeah, but I know I need to get around it. Yeah. You do. Um, I, love, right. I love the fact that I love the fact that you go with your girls, Jimmy. I think that's so fantastic. So I've got to get mm. down there. Yeah, and it's Mine. good. That, you know, it's nice having. Um, having an Essendon side that seems to care and, and want to win. <laughs> so I'm, I'm all over about it. Um, I do have a good rant for you about the Bombers, and I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bring back the term gliders, and I'll explain that next week. Okay. Yeah. Please do. I think I explained to you I'm, I'm turning into that character from uh, Major League 2. Yeah. You're turning into Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, it. yeah. Yeah. He's angering me. <laughs> anyway. Beautiful. Um, let's Jimmy, finish off on that note. Today? Uh, song of the week. I mean, as much as I dislike Carlton, I've got a song for you from 1994 called We Are the Navy Blues. It was a remix alternative theme song they had. So this is for all the blues supporters out there. Great. Fantastic. I'm hoping to um to be talking to you in, in fantastic spirits next week after Melbourne win on Friday night, Timmy. <laughs> but uh, until then, uh, hooroo. Oh,
Thanks for listening to the Kick to Kick podcast present Backward Incoming Forward. You can find all our old episodes wherever you get your good podcasts. If you want to get in contact with us, our email address is kicktokickpodcast at gmail.com. On social media, we have Twitter at kicktokickpod or on Facebook. Or you can find us on Instagram at backwards and coming forward. For a full list of our resources and things we use to inform our show, head to kicktokickpodcast.com. You'll also find some interesting things in all our old episodes. Once again, thank you for listening.